1: hello and welcome back to the food therapy podcast it is currently july as we record this and summer is freaking flying by as it always does Brittany's going on her honeymoon soon so we're just going to chat a few things all the updates we're both in our like bridal post-bridal era so i just went pre and, yeah, yeah, and post-bridal
0: yeah i want to hear that yeah i mean so you said it's July. I don't ever remember it being so hot out. And I don't know if it's we just are saying that and but it is oppressively hot every single day. And it's also interesting hearing, you know, from my clients when it's so warm out, it's can be really triggering for mm. body too because it's like your clothes feel sticky you know they're tight fitting on your skin and it's so normal for body image to kind of come up more frequently when you're feeling like that physical discomfort in your body Mm -hmm. so that's something that's been coming up a lot and you know it's just been really
1: hot outside yeah it's been so hot I mean I'm like so grateful that I don't live where it's like 100... My my one client, she literally said that it was 110 degrees and hailing at the same time. Like, how does that even happen? But global warming doesn't exist, right?
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to hear about wedding dress shopping. I feel like it happened... When did you go?
1: Yeah, so I went end of June. It's insane. I like literally made the appointment months and months and months in advance. (laughs) Like it took forever to get this appointment anyway i loved the bridal boutique we went to um it was called daydream bridal in Ardmore, in a suburb of pennsylvania and well i went in and i was like you're gonna have trouble with me because i'm very indecisive and um as we were going through she was like no you're not like you're so decisive and i was like no it's because you literally like she was so helpful with like explaining things to me and like, oh, and I'd be like, I don't know why I like this better. And she's like, oh, well, because the fabric is doing this and it's holding you here and it's hitting you here and da And it's in- it's so interesting, like she had it down to a freaking science and any dress that I turned on, tried on where she was like, I was like, oh, I really like this one, but I don't know why she would pick the next dress and she'd be like, oh, you'll like this one, too. And I'm like, how did you know they're completely different? But like, you know, whatever it is. So it was real she was really, really good. um. And she helped me be more decisive. Um, And then uh, I was able to at least pick like kind of the shape that I wanted. So that was exciting. I didn't buy a dress because I have another appointment this next weekend. Um, So I wanted to see some more options because I definitely am somebody who likes to see everything to make sure that I don't make the wrong choice. and, um, yeah, it was really nice. I mean, I had such an incredible experience. That was such a, a privilege because the, the attendant or whatever you call them, was. she literally said to me, she's like, wow, I've never had dresses fit so perfectly on someone. And I was like, wow, that's really like, obviously that's nice to hear. Obviously it's not the most, productive thing to say but it's like oh wow everything fits me perfectly you know and it's just a kind of a mind fuck you're like wait so is that a good thing is it a bad thing uh it was nice it was definitely nice for actually seeing the dress and what it looks like on me um because I was like I wouldn't be able to really tell I feel like it's really hard like your reel that you posted about how they like I mean it's true it's still like clipping and, and that kind of thing but um it's, it's a very interesting process.
0: It's also interesting how two people can have two totally different experiences. And I think it's helpful Mm -hmm. to hear both. Like, it's great that you had such a positive experience. And it was like, you know, maybe I scared you going into your appointment being like, by the way, like, maybe nothing's gonna fit. And it sounds like a lot of them did, which is so much better when it comes to, actually seeing how the dress looks and fits in her body mm-hmm. that was like one of my biggest challenges was most of the dresses did not remotely fit mm-hmm. and it was just really hard to visualize what it would look like if it were several sizes bigger yeah and so when are you hoping to
1: buy a dress bye hopefully next weekend I'll make the decision based on like what I am if i like anything there and if not i'll go with my top choice at the last one but it's kind of funny to think about because i am someone who my mom always jokes she's like even if you don't know the price of something you always end up pick- picking the most expensive thing like i just have <laughs> expensive taste and i can't yeah. help it and she didn't really i didn't really give her a budget or anything so i was like all right My top one, like, what is it? Like fucking a million dollars because that's usually how it goes for me. I pick the most expensive. She's like, no, you actually picked the cheapest. I was like, oh my God, amazing. So that was exciting. That's great. Yeah, my mom always
0: says that I have champagne taste in a beer wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. Was there anything that surprised you during the wedding dress shopping? Did you get emotional? Was it, you know, what was that
1: like? I mean, it's been surprising throughout the whole process how not emotional I've been. Um, I mean, I've been emotional like by myself or when I like think about the wedding day and whatnot. But like when I'm around other people and like, like one of my friends that I've legitimately never seen her cry and she cried, I was like, oh my God, but it didn't make me cry. Like normally- Am I, I would supposed to cry? Think, yeah, like there's been so many things in this experience that I'm like, Wait, I have. I'm very interested in the way that my emotions manifest. Like, I didn't cry when we got engaged. I didn't cry when we, um, when I had that massive surprise party. Like, shock to me, like, is shock. Like, I don't ever really, which I wouldn't have really known about myself. Um, and then, um, I don't know, like I I get more emotional when it's like facilitated by me, if that makes sense. When other people around me are like, oh, you look so beautiful. I'm like, oh, like it doesn't, I don't know. It was very interesting emotionally um, because I was just kind of like, I don't know, I guess I had a more, I have a more like analytical eye throughout the process versus like an emotional eye throughout the process because of just how analytical I am. Like I was very focused on like, let me get the dress that I want. You know what I mean? So
0: it's, I feel like there's also this external pressure to start hysterically crying when you feel like you found the one (laughs) and one meaning the dress. And then when you don't, it's like, wait, was I supposed to cry Mm. when I saw the dress? Was I supposed to get emotional? And the truth is everyone's going to react the way that they do. Everyone's experience is going to be unique to them. Mm. You know, case in point with both of us having two really different experiences. And I think As someone is planning a wedding, like that experience is going to be really different on so many different factors, like Mm -hmm. budgeting and, you know, who's involved in the wedding planning, who's not involved, how long your engagement is, what kind of wedding you're planning. Like there's just a lot that comes into it and everyone's experience is unique.
1: Yeah. And there, that was something I was really struggling with at first. Cause like, I didn't cry for her engagement. I'm like, Oh no, is Austin upset. Does he hate me? Does he think I don't want that? You know, the anxiety brain. And I'm just like, no, like it's just this standard that like, Oh, you cry when this happens. I feel so bad for the guys that have all the pressure that like, you better cry when she walks down the aisle. And it's like, ah, but what if he doesn't like, it doesn't mean he doesn't love her. It's not a bad thing. Like it's just so much pressure so yeah
0: there's there's a lot of pressure in the wedding industry too but it it has been fun unfollowing a lot of wedding accounts on instagram i feel like i'm kind of decluttering Mm -hmm. my like social media feeds because for a year i was following every hairstylist dressmaker florist like and a lot of it was to get ideas but it became consuming. Like it was all I could think about for months on end. So I'm really happy to have it behind me. I, you know, had such a great weekend and, but it, it really is such a special time and I'm really excited for you.
1: Yay. Thank you. But tell me more about, I'm curious with the honeymoon, how you're feeling about like travel in terms of like, we both have like travel anxiety a lot of the time. Do you have any of that? I mean, when you went to South Africa, I feel like you didn't even really have that much. No, I, it honestly, for me, South Africa was like a,
0: a life-changing experience. Like obviously in the sense of Seeing things that I've never seen, meeting people that I've, you know, it it was a completely different experience than I've ever had. And it was also the longest plane ride I've ever been on. How long is it? I don't even remember. 18 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even I'm like Googling it. Some of Africa from New
1: York. Anxiety just thinking about it.
0: Like 15, maybe like 16 hours. Oh
1: my god.
0: The longest flight I think I've ever been on was Rome, which I think is eight hours. So Thank for me, you know, I've been to a- it made me feel like, okay, I can really fly anywhere. I could definitely fly to Europe. Yeah, And just being able, I, I think there have been several factors, like one, just having a handle on my anxiety, you know, both with like CBT and medication, it's just been really different for me. Like mm-hmm. I can take weekends away. I can go on these trips and I don't have that same crippling anxiety. And I actually really want to explore and like, just be exposed to more things. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, in New York, I'm going to Broadway shows. I'm trying to do things that I really didn't do for two or three years with COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, although... I mean, COVID is still here. Like I still know people getting it, but it's creating like new normal of like, okay, like I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to continue to do things. So as far as the trip goes, I'm just really excited. Like I honestly have no anxiety as of right now. I mean, it's, we're going away in September and it's, you know, it's July, but I'm really excited to go on a trip as like husband and wife and just be able to go to Europe and explore without my anxiety because the last time I was there, I actually did have really bad panic attacks, Mm. um, like crippling. So it will be interesting to create new positive associations, like being in Europe without that like anxiety component to it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited. And it's also just, again, like so nice that I can go and eat and enjoy, you know, if I want to drink wine and, and have aperitifs with, you know, Jeremy at 5 PM, cooking classes, everything. It's just, it's a stress-free environment. So.
1: so exciting. Yeah. I know okay. I'm like, I wonder how I'll be with our honey. I mean, I, I've been, have you ever been to like Positano or the Greek islands? So Greek islands, no, that was on our list. I've been to Positano,
0: like Capri, like southern Italy, which is beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, But I know people who have been, who've either done Positano or the Greek islands and they're like, yeah, you can't be afraid of heights because you're basically on the side of a mountain. And I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to go there. Yeah. So if you're afraid (laughs) of
0: heights, you're definitely on cliffs. Yeah. But
1: at the same time,
0: it's you know we were actually in south africa that was the one thing that i i did not really enjoy it was a lot of driving it these like sharp turns mm-hmm. and you we were on a cliff yeah like really queasy at one point i was i would say like that was probably like the one moment where i felt anxious like i just mm-hmm. it was not something i enjoyed doing it didn't create a panic attack but it was just not enjoyable yeah. and it was not comfortable but yes i would say in Italy and some of the Greek islands like there are definitely heights and it depends like do you want views because that's usually what you're getting from them there are so many incredible places you can go
1: yeah I it's funny because it's funny you mentioned the like being queasy because that was the other thing it's not I'm not necessarily afraid of heights but I think like the idea of like being on edge or also the idea that it's like very remote and it's not like easy to get to gives me anxiety. Um yes. the idea of being queasy, it's so interesting how like my mindset and like my anxiety can shift at the drop of a hat. The second I feel nauseous, I get so anxious because I'm like, oh no, I feel anxious, what's gonna happen? So I dread, not dread, but I fear the day that I if I ever get pregnant and have like constant nausea. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's
0: I mean that's real. And I also think it makes sense when you do feel queasy for it to be anxiety provoking because it's like, it's hard to escape that, especially if we are in a car. So then you're worrying like, am I going to throw up? Like, are yes. we going to have to pull over? What happens if we pull over? We can't pull over on a cliff. Yep. That's and, literally my thought process. <laughs> what was really funny was as I was getting anxious, like as I was just like not enjoying going up the cliff and I was feeling queasy, I looked to my left and there is a couple getting married, like at the edge of a cliff. And I'm like, okay, if they can get married and have like a photo shoot on a mountaintop, like I can handle being in the car, but I also, I really relate to, you know, not being in an area that you can easily access. And, you know, what's interesting is like my partner, like he like actually loves being in remote areas, like to mm-hmm. him, like that's where you get to see everything. And for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be, um, something i i personally am gonna have to work on but we went to a lot of remote areas in south africa yeah and like there was one where you like another car from the hotel had to like take us from the top like all the way down to like the bottom of the property Mm -hmm. but i also think like the more you expose yourself to things like it it just it you become she's got it too.
1: Yeah. It's like exposure therapy. Cause your brain yeah. is like, Oh, this is going to be okay. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And just like talking
0: yourself through those moments and it's like, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I used to have really bad anxiety around altitude sickness. Mm. And so I remember I, I was going to Colorado for a friend's wedding. This was back in like 2014 and I was emailing my therapist. I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like, what if I have altitude sickness? And I'm like throwing up because I was fine until one person from the wedding party was like, like X person is, has been like sick all day. Like they've been, you know, throwing up from altitude sickness. And at that Mm -hmm. point I'm like, God, like what if I get altitude sickness? Yep my therapist wrote back to me, she's like, you're not going to war in Iraq. You're going to a resort in Colorado. Like
1: basically, <laughs> saying, like you're going to be fine. And I was obviously I didn't get altitude sickness. That's honestly a good thing to think about. Like when I put things in perspective, it's like, I was anxious like this prior, this past weekend, cause I was going to um, a bachelorette in Cape Cod, which like, not that it's remote, but it took a lot to get there. We took a train yeah. and then it was like an hour in a car and I don't yeah. like being in the car. because what if I get, you know, car sick, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I put it into perspective and I was like, Lauren, you're, you're getting anxious about going to Cape Cod. Like yep. you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, But it's um. so, it's so mind fucky. It's wild. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so true. But also say like, travel is such an adventure. And when you're with a partner who helps you to feel safe and mm-hmm. pure, and it, it really does become so enjoyable. We actually booked London for December. So we're going to spend years in London.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: I, I have a, the travel book right now.
1: I know. Wow. This is so exciting for you. Yeah. But yeah, I totally agree with like, it's who you're with too like if Austin was coming to me i would feel totally different but like this was a bachelor and i literally didn't know anyone so i was like "Mm." yes
0: well i remember when i was single and a lot of girls would get together and go on these like big trips with each other i never would have gone and i didn't because it's like i need my people yeah and even having like knowing People, but not actually really knowing them and going to an international destination, like that just never appealed to me. Whereas other people were jumping at the opportunity, like, oh, great, the girls who want to travel, like, we're all on the same page. Totally. And for me, it just was never appealing. And Mm -mm. that's why I opted out of like a lot of group trips over the years, which I just, you know, I wasn't ready for it. Um,
1: And Yeah, that was like me in college where all of my friends would be like, Oh my God, we need to get someone to ask us to formal, like formal weekends for the frats where like, you know, you go to the beach and you go with your date and, you know, do whatever. But I was like, I I never wanted to go. I was like, why do you guys want to go with like random guys? That's so weird to me. I would be so uncomfortable. And the first one I ever went to was Austin's because he was the only person that I ever dated that went to Delaware with me. And was, and everyone's like this is your first formal and i was like yeah I'm like i didn't really want to go with someone random that i wasn't like super comfortable with so mm-hmm. i always found that really interesting too like some people can just kind of like do whatever and i'm like mm, no i definitely need to like feel comfortable yes oh,
0: yeah no i don't even know how we got on this topic honeymoon? i don't know
1: either um we were talking about your honeymoon but um did we even talk about your wedding on the podcast
0: I, yes, I think we there didn't. was a whole episode, bringing that. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. Because um, I know that
0: my brother-in-law listened to it. I was like, that is so nice of you because he's a really busy doctor and he doesn't have the
1: time to do anything. Oh my God. Is he the one that went to South Africa with you and you were like, yes. okay. Yeah, I felt safer within there. Yes. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm <laughs> doctor on board, cop or anything
0: happens. Because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. you and I have a similar like health anxiety, like what yes. if something happens? And yes. I used to have this fear of like, what if you know I have a medical emergency on an airplane, and my therapist was like, "Okay, so they land the plane." I was yeah. like, "They can't get to me on time." Yeah, what if you have like an allergic reaction, and like there isn't you know a um, epipen? I don't know. Like I, I know. I, make things
1: up in my head. I'm like, no, I have same. such an extreme imagination. Same. I at one point in Cape Cod, like I had a tickle in my throat and I was like, oh no, I'm about to have a, a allergic reaction. Yep. My throat's gonna close and I'm gonna die.
0: So we oh. made we actually have you ever heard of Goldbelly? No, but I know what it is. Okay. So for anyone listening, Goldbelly, it's like this delivery service where you can get food anywhere around the country. And Jeremy had a gift card to it. And so we got um, lobster rolls from Maine and we like made them. We had a whole date night. We, he poured us, you know, two glasses of wine as I'm like eating it. I didn't even tell him this because he would be like, are you kidding? (laughs) My mom had an an allergic reaction like 15 years ago when she had lobster and wine in that moment. I'm like, Oh my God, what if I have this like allergic reaction? My throat closes up and Jeremy can't get an EpiPen quick enough because I mean, we do live really close to a CVS, but like the time it takes for a close up, this was all going on. He has no idea. I should probably <laughs> ask for like sitting there enjoying the lobster roll. Like my brain is just like going in every direction. <laughs> yeah. And of course I was fine. Nothing happened. Like nothing ever usually happens, but yeah. it, it's a good reminder when those intrusive thoughts come up it's like okay like how often did my intrusive thought actually come true mm-hmm. almost ever yeah doesn't make it any less real though true
1: yeah i i mean i think that's a big fear of like my remote locations is like the medical aspects yes. of it yeah. and like hearing stories where you're like well would he have survived if they live closer to a hospital and i'm like right. oh, so scary right. like when i go to montauk i have anxiety i'm like It makes me nervous all the older people that live out here full time because the fricking closest hospital is, I think, South Hampton.
0: Is it? Really? They don't have one in East? I
1: don't know. There's definitely one in South. There might be one in East, but still, that's like 40 minutes. It's a long time.
0: So I get it. I like no one understands anymore, truly. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's just, it's crazy. But, you know, we're here, we're living Yeah. I feel like, I mean, we're not at this stage yet, but I think often if, you know, I do end up having kids, hopefully what that experience is going to be like, because I'm just going to read it. I'm like, what was that? Like, what is happening in my body? It's going to be a very interesting experience, but not there yet. But when we are, that will, I could. Dedicate like an entire podcast series to uh, it. an
1: entire season. <laughs>
0: What's happening to
1: my body. Literally. Uh, so should we tell them the news?
0: Yes. So we're thinking, you know, Lauren and I are going to take a little hiatus. Um, we need a break. We have amazing episodes on here for you guys to go back to. I think we've been recording now for two years. Mm-hmm. And so if you enjoy listening to our podcast, highly recommend you go through the rest of the episodes, both solo episodes of the two of us, but also we've had incredible guests on like Marcy Evans and, you know, Bree, we've had everyone. And so, yeah, we're going to take a little break probably until the fall, you know, after my honeymoon, we can debrief how that experience went. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you know, I'll share where you can find me and then Lauren definitely share as well. But if um, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at No Food Fears. I'm also, you know, still accepting new clients. So you can check out my website. It is in the bio. If you are, you know, struggling with an eating disorder, disordered eating, body image, ADHD, and wanting to just learn intuitive eating, you can definitely reach out to me there. And then also if you are a new parent, or hoping to be a parent, I have a parent's course on my website that is still going strong. And it's really to help the next generation um, against diet culture, you know, so giving the support to parents to help heal their relationship with food, so they don't pass diet culture down to their children. So you can find that all on my website, all within the show notes.
1: Yay amazing. Um, yeah, you can find me. I've obviously been, well, not obvious, I guess, but I've been making some shifts in business. So I do still have my nutrition business. Um, you can follow me at low and lemons. Um, I'm definitely less active over there. Um, it's going to be more so just embodying gentle nutrition, um, kind of just how I live my life with nutrition and food, I do still have my Empower Method course. So basically, I ever since I started my private practice, I I created my Empower Method, started with one-on-one coaching, then I brought it to a group, and then I've kind of dwindled it down. And now all of the modules that I've taught in those programs are in a course for you to access everything from how to feel in tune with your body, to body image, to hunger and fullness, to um, how to get rid of the mindset around good and bad foods, or starting over on Monday, literally everything you could possibly think of. Um, I also have a course on specifically gentle nutrition. So if you're in a place where you're kind of like, you know, my my relationship with food, I don't necessarily need to tackle the mindset stuff as much with like good versus bad food, that kind of thing. Um, and you're more so just like, I want to feel and I want to be healthy. But every time I've tried to do that, it's turned into an obsession. It's turned into um like very strict rules. That course is literally my favorite because it teaches you how to prioritize nutrition without obsessing over it without creating strict rules all the things um so i have those which will also be in the show notes and then uh, what else am i doing um so the reason that i've kind of pushed back a little bit on nutrition is because i have done um a lot of work to step into the business coaching space so anybody who might be a provider um therapist Um, dietitians nutrition coaches health coaches all the things and you're wanting to build your online coaching practice um, I would love to help you if you're more interested in that uh, you can find me on Instagram at a separate account at Laura L-A-U-R sharp with an E at the end so I have tons of programs over there Um, if that's something you're interested in I would just DM me because there's many different routes that you can go depending on where you're at in business so we will link all of that for you guys Um, and And feel free to send me a DM on either. And, um, you know, we always love to hear from you. If you guys have been loving the podcast and you're like, don't leave, let us know. Um, And also
0: to add to that, it still always helps to leave reviews, rate, subscribe, send to friends, send to colleagues, send to family members, you know, as we want to get this message out. And I think the more we can reach different people, like we can hopefully... Just create a more supportive environment when it comes to food and body image. And that is ultimately our goal. So mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, we'll see you guys in the fall. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next.